This morning at the nine o'clock service, we were blessed to hear uh, a sermon from the Bishop of Washington, Marion Buddy. And uh, never before have I had to preach in the stead of her wonderful sermon, uh, but I will, I will give it a shot. I do commend you to go um, on the website when the sermon is uploaded uh, to go listen to it. It's really wonderful, and it was wonderful to have her here. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. Do not be afraid, for I will be with you to deliver you. Jeremiah, chosen by God, deeply known, trusted, commissioned before even taking form. I spent the last week in New Jersey, visiting my best friends and their new baby, Rosemary, who is also my goddaughter. She is a month old and healthy and yet so small. One of the most amazing things about being around babies is how much fun it is to think and to wonder about what they'll be like. Which foods will she like? What are the funny things she'll say? What will her favorite color be? Will she like math? What are the small, unique, yet incredibly important ways in which she will change the world. What will make her come alive? Who is God calling her to be? And what is wild is to think that God knows this. God knows her and has known her since before she was ever alive. The experience of disconnecting from the world a little bit and spending days gazing at a new baby introduced a whole new perspective for me, on how each of us are made for a purpose, that everyone has a role to play in the manifestation of the kingdom of God. Each one of us is known in this way, deeply and often unnervingly. Trying to comprehend the depths to which God knows who we are and how we are called to shape the worlds around us is a hard task because ultimately it isn't for us to know. It's almost too vulnerable or precious. In the tough work of self-examination and truth-telling, I often find myself afraid of what I will find, even when I know that I have no secrets from God. God has a habit of calling very imperfect people into ministry. Genesis and Exodus tell us that none of the ancestors, from Abraham to Sarah to Isaac to Jacob to Moses, to Joshua, they are all deeply complicated people. None of them are perfect. In fact, the family systems that we read about in the Torah are used to teach family systems theories to psychology students and also to seminary students. There was a lot of dysfunction. Jeremiah is also too young, too inexperienced, too fearful, too quiet to be God's prophet particularly a prophet to a people and telling them that everything that they know will be destroyed, that the world is about to get very dark. And in order to get to the other side of that darkness, an entire nation would have to trust Jeremiah's authority as someone through whom God speaks. Jeremiah, who is only a child, But the truth is that no matter our own inadequacies, God calls each of us into the work of creating this impossibly beautiful future. 
God promises that the future is nearly guaranteed to be plucked up and pulled down hard. But it also promises planting and growing. I think the temptation when reading about the prophets in Hebrew scripture is to examine their geopolitical context and then apply it to our own external context. Jeremiah prophesied at a very perilous time for Israel and Judah, a nation split, divided into two kingdoms, and about to be invaded by Babylon. The temple in Jerusalem, which was God's house, is the very center of the Jewish identity, would be destroyed. We can often relate to this feeling of being on the, pre- on the precipice of something and wonder, what should we say? What should we do to the powers of this world? To look around the world at our context and think, what should be uprooted? What should be planted? Who should be pulled down and who should be lifted up? How is God's prophecy playing out from our own perspectives? These are valuable questions though I'd like to take an opportunity to do something different and to turn the questions inward. Self-examination, though scary, is necessary to interpret our context through the eyes of God. So instead of asking what other people should or shouldn't be doing, ask ourselves, is there something that I need to let go of? What parts of myself are messy and hard to look at? How is this messiness part of what makes me unique and beloved? What in me needs to be torn down, replanted, watered, or nurtured? I want to be very clear that I am not encouraging us into a state of unhelpful self-judgment or to become so self-involved that we have no idea what's going on around us. Both those things, they're not the same as self-awareness. If it was possible for us to root out all of the ways we don't like ourselves and the places we feel shame, I'm sure somebody would have figured it out by now. We can't. And yet, it is important to remember that God, who made and knows all of us intimately, sees our flaws as gifts, as opportunities, as lessons, and as essential means through which we live out our calls and vocations. Jeremiah shows us this. I am only a child. And yet Jeremiah's whole identity is being God's prophet. There was never a time in which Jeremiah was not a prophet. He was consecrated as such before conception. And so in a similar way, there has never been a time in which we are meant to be anything else besides what we are. When was the last time you stopped to think about what it is inside of you that makes you feel equal measure, alive, and afraid? When was the last time you sat and paid attention to that feeling of discomfort and joy? I listened to a sermon recently in which the preacher noted that God does not need perfect people. What is God going to do with perfect people? Imperfect and complicated people. God can work with that. I am curious about how God is working within you, just like I was with baby Rosie, 
because it never gets old and it's never too late in life to plumb the depths of our uniqueness and belovedness. Our ability to do this actually unites us. Though we are distinct, we are one, just as Christ prayed for. Before you were formed in the womb, God knew you. God consecrated you before you were born to be exactly who you are. As we continue in this season after the Epiphany, searching for God's inbreaking, I invite you to take on a healthy amount of self-awareness and try to see yourself as God sees you, the good and the bad. When we can do that, when we can tell the truth of who we are, when we can look at ourselves in fear and wonder and hear God say, don't be afraid, I'll be with you, all things will fall into place. In the name of God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer.